Welcome to the Vacation Scares Podcast, where we torture you with Halloween screed. So grab your sickle, an alibi, and a pint of your choice type, for the covenant is about to convene. Join us now, unless you are afraid of clowns. Welcome to the Vacation Scares Podcast. I am your ghost host, Terrifying Tom, joined alongside my skeleton crew of Jinxed Joanna and Illicit Ian. Are you ready to die? <laughs> <laughs> illicit Ian. Yeah. I love uh, it. Uh, okay. I love it. Unfortunately, there is no Jilted Jill this week. <laughs> but maybe next time. All right. Yeah, this episode, in case you couldn't tell from the opening, you couldn't tell from uh, the theme opening as well. This episode is all about, well, I guess in the name of the episode. <laughs> that uh. kind of gives away. <laughs> this episode is about Bush Gardens Williamsburg's Hello Scream event. We went to their, uh, was it, uh, past member or their membership preview two nights ago on Friday night, September 10th, and we're going to be telling you all about it. But before we get into that, let's do some crypt keeping. (laughs) (laughs) Our latest episode of the Busch Gardens Williamsburg Hello Scream event is live, or dead as it were. Joanna, did you watch this video? I did not. I was shocked at how fast it came out. Oh my Sunday lord! Sunday or Friday, it came out Saturday. We were <sighs> occupied, and I was in this like, holy cow! How fast does he get this sucker out there? Oh my so lord! I'm, I've got to say, I'm impressed with how quickly you turned it around. But... I spent the entire day Saturday. <laughs> <together>. <laughs> I'm like, holy crap! I saw it twist on YouTube. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, that's right, and it's doing <laughs> but very I, you well. Know, it's a, you know, it's a good, it's a good what 45 minute commitment to jump on that, and I had uh, it's like 30. We were out. Things like 35. I cut it down. I mean, I really cut this one. I, I tried oh, to make okay. it as short as I possibly could. So it's about 35 minutes uh, all told. Yeah. See, we inexplicably, inexplicably left the house. <laughs> you should never leave <laughs> We the just house. weren't not prepared for. All right. Well, any, everyone else, go out, check out that video. And, of course, we have a ton of other stuff. We have Dollywood and ian and philip at king's dominion yeah and more bush gardens and king's island and hawaii videos kentucky kingdom a holiday world fun plex great disney debates other disney stuff vegas trips are you kidding me is there enough to hold you during a pandemic to watch videos the whole time yes there is delta variant be damned because we have stuff to watch <laughs> <laughs> i do want to give a very special shout out to ventures by d they have eclipsed they're 1,000 subscribers. Congratulations to them. Nice. You have a button to push to. Yeah. How's that? Very nice, very nice, very nice. Nice. But we are, you know, we're, we're not even at 500 yet. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but please, uh, by all means, go subscribe, like, do all that good stuff. Uh, we would highly appreciate it. You know what else we'd highly appreciate? If you go to... Uh, iTunes or what is it now? Um, Apple Podcasts and give us a review because that would be fantastic. You know, m- the majority of the people listen via Apple um, Podcasts. <laughs> so really, people still use that. So huh. uh, yeah, very strange. But yeah. is are all theme park people iPhone users? Uh, maybe it's it's possible. It's hard to say. But 
they like to listen via that. So go uh, give us a review. That will help uh, us get in front of other people, more people. And maybe those people will then go to the YouTube channel and give us a subscription. And then maybe someday we can get to a thousand ourselves and we'll play the good music instead of the bad music in my sound box. But until then, let's get right. Oh, actually, no, we're not getting right into Hello Scream. I wanted to discuss one other thing that's very interesting. The Golden Ticket Awards presented by Amusement Today came out recently. Now, I'm, Joanna, I'm not going to bother asking you if you've seen this because <laughs> I know you have not. Or, or heard of. <laughs> well, these are the these are the awards that Bush Gardens always touts about the most beautiful park. So every year they come out and they give all these awards. So I was going to go. actually called the Golden Tickets. The Golden Ticket Awards. So the, the Wonka people haven't had a talk with them about that? <laughs> note, not yet. So I want to go over some interesting ones at note. But Ian, I know we were discussing this over Hell's Scream. They do have the best wooden and the top 50 wooden and top 50 steel coasters as well. Uh, the new rankings. So we'll go over those as well. Oh, so let's get going right now. Uh, best water park Schlitterbahn uh, in Texas got number one, but Splash and Safari Holiday World got number two. Now, like we said before, when we went to Holiday World, we were so impressed with their water park, and these awards will back up why we were impressed. So they came in number two. Number three was Volcano Bay at Universal. Very, uh, very good. So Schlitterbahn, we definitely have to try to get out there because, man, if it beats Splashin' and Volcano Bay, it's got to be a good park. No, that wasn't the one that had that giant slide. Well, there's multiple Schlitterbahns. Was it? Yeah, so I'm oh, not sure okay. if that's the one that, you know, yeah, did that bad thing to that child. But uh, yes. I think Cedar Fair owns them now, right? And then they buy them. I think they bought them out, so I, hmm. I, don't, I don't know what's going on with that. But, yeah. Anyway, got to go to that park. Could be a good time. Uh, new water park rides. Cheetah Chase won. That's the Splash and Safari Holiday World. That's that racing one, Ian, that we did oh with gosh. the water. was so cold. Oh, my Lord, it was too much. And number two, Rip, R- Rip Tide Race from Aquatica Orlando won. Or oh, didn't win. It came in second. So it came in runner-up. So uh, that's cool. That was, we didn't get to do that one. No, right. we have not done that yet. Uh, best water park rides Wilderbeast at Splash and Safari Holiday World took first place so it won which is that's the one we like right that's the big one I thought that was Mammoth oh okay Mammoth came in third so <laughs> Holiday World or yeah Holiday World has three of the top five best water rides they have them they have them locked up they're number one with Wilderbeast three with Mammoth and four with Cheetah Chase now Cheetah Chase is very short and it's a it's the first launch water coaster, and it's racing. But overall, I don't know that that thing. I don't think that deserves to be in the top five. I mean, it's good, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really get to appreciate it. Because yeah, we're just like oh, we're just like so trying cool. to not yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is Krakatoa Aqua Coaster at Volcano Bay. I agree. That thing oh. is very good. I'm very happy with that one. And number five is Master Blaster at Schlitterbahn. So those are the top five. Best park, Europa Park, Germany, took first. Dollywood was runner-up. IOA, uh, that's Universal's Islands of Adventure, took third. Knobles took fourth. Cedar Point took fifth. (laughs) So very interesting. And I don't know how this works with these best parks because I don't know if you noticed, but Disney was not listed in that. So it's very interesting. So best marine park, wildlife park, SeaWorld Orlando took number one. Busch Gardens Tampa took two. Disney's Animal Kingdom took three. Discovery Cove, which is which is SeaWorld Entertainment's like little uh, private park, uh, mm-hmm. that took four. And SeaWorld San Diego 
took five. So one, two, three, four. Four of the top five were all SeaWorld Entertainment Parks. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Breakout Family Entertainment Center. This one's not all that interesting, but Fun Spot America Atlanta took first. And you know what runner-up was, uh, Ian? No clue. The Funplex at Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure that's a entertainment center. I, I, I guess. <laughs> Best water ride, Val, Valhalla at Blackpool Ple- Pleasure Beach took one. Mystic River Falls at Silver Dollar City, that's their um, rapids ride, took two. And Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls at Islands of Adventure took three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's very interesting. Again, uh, why wouldn't Splash Mountain be on this list? It's... Very odd. Nola Scoot. Nola Scoot. Mm-hmm. Best Halloween event. Now, this is for 2020, mind you. So, this is going to be different than what normally happens. Because, you know, HHN usually wins it. So, do you guys have any idea what took last year since HHN was uh, missing? Is it a park we've been to? Nope. <laughs> so, no. no. You have no idea. Okay, yeah, no it's like that weird haunted car wash or something in Atlanta. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, Six Flags Fiesta Texas took one. Busch Gardens Tampa took two. And... Uh, Six Flags Great Adventure took three. So that's cool. Huh. Uh, best Christmas event of 2020. You guys want to take a guess? I think, Ian, I think I told you this, but... Oh, yes, I do know the answer. Right. Dollywood took first place. Silver Dollar City took second. Give Kids the World Village took third. So I know they had like a light show. In fact, I think they may have even grabbed the um, Osborne lights that Disney's Universal, yeah, Disney's Hollywood Studios used to have. I think they might have set those up. So they had like a drive-through type of event. So yeah, it's odd that they're on here, but eh, that's fine. So they're three. SeaWorld Orlando is four, and Great Adventure, Six Flags Great Adventure is five. Best new roller coaster. Anybody want to take a random guess? Huh. Velocicoaster. Mm. Coaster. Flossa Co- wow, you know that's a no-brainer when Joanna gets it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that endorsement. God. <laughs> wow yeah I, I feel so uh, confident now going into our next week we're going to be uh <laughs> we're going to be uh filming or recording our family feud episode <laughs> i feel so confident now <laughs> that we're gonna win <laughs> you know, I, I want you to record re-record that segment with a rephrasing <laughs> sure sure yeah i'll do that not that you listen yep i just did it <laughs> right, i'll put that in <laughs> Uh, anybody want to take us for number two? It's a distant number two, but it's a number two. It is something we wrote in. I don't even know it opened last year. All right, Candemonium oh, from Hershey we did Park. That. <laughs> Fly from from Fantasia Land is third. Texas Stingray SeaWorld San Diego San Antonio took fourth, and Orion Kings Island took fifth. Yeah. No love. No love. That's where it deserves to be. Best new family attraction. <laughs> number one family attraction, mind you. So Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Walt Disney World took one. Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway took two. Mystic River Falls, which is Silver Dollar City's Rapids Ride, took three. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance Disneyland took four. What? So, yeah. Huh? Even split up between two parks, they still took one and four in this list. So that's amazing. That tells you how good that ride actually is. And it's not the same ride? Uh, yeah, it is. But it's in two different parks. So they, how did it get one split. and four? How they, did two get in between? So pe- so many people voted for 
the Walt Disney. Oh, it was, it was just votes. Okay. Yeah, it was votes. Was yeah, like, they voted. So they split the votes on this, and they still, still got, got one, one in four. four. <laughs> okay, okay, because that makes. I thought it was some editorial board that was voting. Yeah, or no, something. no. I'm like, how can you split the votes and get one in four? <laughs> and uh, the fifth is Knott's Berry Tales: Return to the Fair by <laughs> uh, Knott's Berry Farm. So we never wrote that one. They changed that from the uh, whatever that was called. I don't recall. But yeah, there you go. Best Dark so Ride. for Ire was not. No, 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 unfortunately. Now, there is something as appalling right now. So there's only two left. And these are the two most ones that I thought would be good for us to talk about. Best Dark Rides. All right. So you guys also want to shoot out some Dark Rides. Now, this is not from new ones, just Dark Rides in general. I'm scared now. Uh, is Rise of Resistance? Yes. That's a Dark Ride? Yes. Oh. Disney's Hollywood Studios, Rise of the Resistance, Star Wars Rise of Resistance is number one. All right, Rise of the Resistance in uh, California. No, believe it or not, it's not on here. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, let me just list the the next three. Then I'll let you try to take a guess for number five. Because you you will never. In fact, I will hand over everything I own in the world if you get number five based on these the first, next, and three. So number one was Star Wars Rise of Resistance. Number two is Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, this is Shanghai Disneyland version. Number three is Harry Potter and the Escape of Gringotts at the Universal Studios Florida. Number four is Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror at Disney Hollywood Studios. Just take a guess at number five. What do you think came in fifth place? E.T. Okay. Ian, would you like to take a guess? Guess something more ridiculous than E.T. More ridiculous? Oh, boy. More ridiculous. I don't even know what... I can't even think of a dark ride more ridiculous than E.T. off the top of my head. Reese's Cup Fusion at Hershey Park took fifth place. Oh. Like, Boo Blasters is a better shooter... (laughs) <laughs> how do you have disney in universal dark rides and then you throw in fifth place <laughs> greasy's cup fusion right. what what happened here <laughs> any right like et i would get I, I would sooner go on et than reese's cup fusion i i don't know how that happened it's <laughs> you guys have nothing to say i don't know i thought it was ridiculous but you guys are like oh yeah okay yeah i mean it's just i mean i don't know it makes no sense yeah, There's just so many other dark rides that it, yeah. are way better. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Yeah, that's insane. And then the most beautiful park, the one that Busch Gardens Williamsburg wins every year. Well, guess what? There was an upset. And not only was there an upset, but Joanna, would you like to take a guess? Most beautiful park, 2021. Oh, I think I called it. It was Dollywood, wasn't it? It was Dollywood. Dollywood took. I called it. Most beautiful park. Somebody was listening to you, and they changed their thing. And Effling... That took number two. Bush Gardens Williamsburg has gone down to third. Has gone down to third in Europa oh, Park good. in Germany. Now, I mean, now they can step it up. Yeah, that's unbelievable, right? They're going to take all that crap off all their uh, off all that advertisement. Well, they can say, oh, we were voted you know, for the 15 years. They can still say that stuff. But yeah, yeah, they can't say currently. We, yeah. we were previously the best looking park ever. What do you guys think? I mean, in all seriousness. I think some of that has to do with the fact that, you know, they never open up their new coaster. Like, their fan base is feeling a little, you know, used, a little, you know, jaded. And when it came to voting this year, I think they just declined to vote. I think these are top industry people. Mm -hmm. So it might not be as bad as that. But I feel like that might have something to do with it. The fact that, you know, SeaWorld Entertainment just declined to open up anything. Do anything at all this year. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, I don't know. It's it's just a conspiracy theory. <laughs> but, Could be. I like yeah, it. They dropped from first to third, and they haven't done anything different. And Dollywood's no different than the years past. So what happened? What's the change? I don't, 
So who knows? Well, maybe Dollywood got more visitors. People gave a second look. You know, they heard us talk on the podcast. Yeah, that's like, what it is. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> let's take another look at Dollywood. Yeah, I well, mean, Bush Gardens. I mean, I said that, and it was an incredibly radical idea. And yeah, well, Bush Gardens, you better put us on your media list because. Uh, you're being affected by our podcast, so there you <laughs> go. We, start, we start ripping Dollywood. Yeah, we need some free tickets. Yeah, hey, yeah, we have been right. We've been saying talking up Dollywood, talking down Bush Gardens, and look what happened. So <sighs> there you go. All right. Well, now, well, hey, we got Hello Scream to talk about. Yeah, we do. But first, and, uh, let's talk you, about according to your tweets. Woohoo! Yes, let's talk about 2021 top 50 roller coasters, uh, wooden wo- wooden coasters, roller <laughs> wooden roller coasters. We're going to start from 10 and work our way down to one. Then I'll talk about some notables. Number 10 is Thunderhead at Dollywood, which was a very good coaster. We just talked about that. Wonderful coaster. Nine, Outlaw Run, Silver Dollar City, one that I've always wanted to ride, have not. Number eight, Ravine Flyer 2 is in uh, Waldemere, which is in Erie, Pennsylvania. So that one's not too far. We could get there. Ghost Rider is number seven at Knott's Berry Farm. Totally agree with that. What a wonderful coaster that is. Number six is Mystic Timbers at Kings Island. Again, wonderful, great. Number five, The Beast at Kings Island. Comes in at fifth. Number four is Boulder Dash. This is Lake Compounds, which is in Connecticut. Number three is El Toro, which is Six Flags Great Adventure, of course. Great, great coaster. Number two is Voyage at Holiday World, which leaves the number one wooden coaster of 2021, Phoenix. At Knobles. <laughs> Unbelievable. Knobles is literally about an hour and a half, maybe two hours away from where I grew up. I have never been to this park. And I have yet no, to go no to this park. No one I know has ever been there. <laughs> it's, everyone, up in this list. everyone I talk to says how great of a park it is. I don't know. I, I got to get to the Knobles. I mean, next year is a must. If nothing else, Knobles are bust. We got to go. So let me talk about some notables. Number 11 was Lightning Racer at Hershey Park, which we totally agree with, Ian, right? Because that we really enjoyed their uh, wooden racer. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Number 13 was Jack Rabbit at Kennywood. Um, I guess so, yeah. I think that's a good ride. 17, Raven at Holiday World. Again, that is a very intense uh, ride as well. White Lightning came in at 29, and that's Fun Spot Orlando. Remember that one, Ian? That was really good. We were very oh, impressed yeah. walking off that one. And Invader did make the top 50, oh, coming in at 48. Nice. Yes, 48 Invader, Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> now, let's talk about the top now, White 50. Lightning, did they have a big Burt Reynolds picture over it? <laughs> no, I mean, was no, it themed no. after the movie? Cause... No, not one bit. Because, oh. <laughs> you know, all having a Gator McCluskey coaster. Oh, just... yeah, that would be too much. Too much. Maybe a Gator line. Let's talk about the top 50 steel roller coasters. Again, we'll go 10 down. 10 Tyron, or Tyron, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Fantasialand in Germany. Number nine is Maverick at Cedar Point. Number eight is Leviathan at Canada's Wonderland. That's another one of our bucket list uh, parks that we got to get to soon. Ugh, I want to go there so badly. Number seven, Lightning Rod at Dollywood. Number six, Expedition G-Force at Holiday Park in Germany. Number five, Candemonium at Hershey Park. Which, what? Yeah. I, Candemonium. Candemonium. Number four, Superman the Ride at Six Flags New England. Is that a the flying coaster? There's no way, right? I don't know. I gotta see that. Number three is Still Vengeance at Cedar Point. Number two is Millennium Force at Cedar Point. 
And number one, anybody want to take a guess? Oh my gosh! Yeah, Fury. Yeah, Fury three two five. A Carowinds. That's right. That one most certainly deserves it. Oh, so good. That ranking was that's very just, strange. Where was Velocicoaster all in time? This list? Oh, I have some notables. I have a ton of notables actually. But just that because the way Cannemonium was ranked in the new coasters. Yep. And was lower than Velocicoaster and Velocicoaster is now higher than Velocicoaster in this list. Eighteen on this list. So how did Candemonium, how did they switch places between two lists? I don't know. But you know what number 11 was? Which I find this very odd. Apollo's Chariot at Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Higher than Mako. Yes. Intimidator 305 was 13 at King's Dominion. Should have been higher. Nitro, another B&M hyper, is 14. That's that at great Six adventure. Six Flags Great right? Adventure. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Nitro's uh, good, though. I like I like it better than 305. The, let's see, what is, uh, let me find Mako. Mako is 17. So Paul's hmm. Chariot, Nitro, and Cannemonium. That was on Giga, right? They all <laughs> outlasted Mako. Now, Diamondback, which is also uh, Hyper, B&M Hyper, is 18. So it's one below it. But yeah, I, Mako's getting no respect in this list. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Phantom's Revenge at Kennywood is 15. Twisted Colossus at Six Flags Magic Mountain is 16. Alpengeist is 21. Yeah. Banshee is 37. So I don't know. Again, Banshee's better than <laughs> Alpengeist. number one. Yeah, Alpengeist, then and Montu was right below it. Then Intimidator at Carowinds and Still Curtain at Kennywood tied for 23. <laughs> Orion is 31. So it's yeah, everything's Oof. over that. Hagrid's and Skyrush tied for 33. And Twisted Timbers at King's Dominion was 39. And Cheetah Hunt was 41. So good of, good for you, Cheetah Hunt at Bush Gardens. Tampa. Where did, uh, what's, it, what's it called? If I didn't the Sheikara at Bush Gardens. Yeah, um, if I didn't gosh, mention it, 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 it did not make the list. It's huh, a top okay. 50. So, yep. Wow. Those are all the Golden Ticket Awards presented by Amusement Today. So, uh, congratulations to all the winners. And, you know, to those who, uh, you know, fail in position, work harder, do better. And next year, we'll see how you do. Yeah. Push gardens, go plant some flowers. Yeah. All right. Enough about that nonsense. Now let's talk about new nonsense. The Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Hello, Scream. Oh, yeah. We went on Friday, September 10th for the member preview night. The park was open from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. And Hello, Scream was from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. So a couple uh, quick things before we get into, we'll do the shows, the terror Tories and then the houses. So before we do that, a couple uh, just odds and ends to go over. They had uh, other things other than those items for Hello Scream. They had the booze bars, which obviously you buy alcohol, and they had party zones, which essentially were DJs. So random, well not random. They had DJs set up in different uh, hamlets mm-hmm. when they were doing their DJ thing. So uh, those are cool. You know, those are always welcome to any Halloween event. They also had a no boo necklace that they sell. If you're a parent and you have a kid that you don't want to get scared and you don't have the money, save it. You don't need it. I, I did not see a single character during this event take any scariness towards any child. Like every, and in, in fact, in my video, I think there's a couple times where you see characters like waving at kids and they don't have the no boo necklace. Does mm-hmm. any kids I've ever seen walk through any of these scare zones? Hmm. Houses though. I mean, if you're taking a kid through a house, that's no scare. Oh, that seems silly, but whatever. The scare zones, you can safely take your kids through the scare zones and if they're a little kid, they're not going to get scared. Now, if you're a teenager or, or higher, you don't want to get scared. Yeah, maybe you want to 
buy the, the necklace. Though I think your friends would razz the crap out of you that you're wearing that Nobu necklace. But, you know, more power to you. But if you're a little kid, you don't need it. They're not scaring you. They'll, they'll wave at you and say hi and stuff. I saw, like I said, multiple times when characters are out of character and just talking to little kids. Like, hey, how you doing? You know, that type of deal. Or just waving at them real nicely. So, yeah, uh, not necessary. I don't remember how much that was. Do you know, Ian? I don't remember. It does light up, so it does serve a second purpose. It was kind of expensive. I remember seeing the tweet. It probably, like I mean, like seven I said, or fifteen or something. It would seem expensive. It lights up, so it's got to be at least fifteen, twenty bucks, right? It has <clears> to be. Yeah. But it does light up, so it does. It does two purposes, right? It tells it tells people not to scare your kid. Plus, the kid wants something that's shiny and lights up anyway. So yeah, kill two birds, I guess. But anyway, uh, also. I noticed, and I don't know if it's just because uh, it's a function of it was a member night and they invited media, but a lot of people were taking pictures and videos in the houses. Like the one house we did, the dude had a camera, and every time like a character came out, he took pictures of him. Like he was just taking pictures left and right. Uh, so I don't know what's going on with that. It was very, very odd. I don't remember that seeing it before. Italy had a self-serve water section, so they had these uh, <laughs> plastic uh, containers set up where you can just in cups so you get your own water, which I think is great i mean they should do that all Mm -hmm. the time right and uh we did stop we did uh get a i got some vodka drink called witch's brew had a bunch of fruit juice and vodka and a gummy worm in it it was good nothing special but it was you know it's a nice drink and we got the pretzels which were nothing special i mean they were your standard go to the store (laughs) buy pretzels put them in the oven and uh you know put some salt on them type deals so all right, let's start with the shows. Now, because we're there just the one night, and we are going to go back and we'll hit all the shows, but we didn't get to see any of the shows, really. <laughs> Actually, what so, we saw yeah. the one show. Uh, we saw part of it. Yeah, Jack is back. We got there when it started. But we didn't watch the whole show. Yeah, we did. You did, and you went into the pub. Oh, yeah, I did go to the pub. <laughs> I had to get my witches. Everyone else watched it. Uh, all right, all right. So let's start with the shows. We'll go each one, and I'll read the description of each one, right? So let's start with Phantoms of Festa House. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I do. This isn't your typical singing contest. Join the living audience as your favorite ghouls take on spooky hits, and the winner is put to vote. The more spirited the audience is, the more exciting the competition is. So this is like a... Uh, singing contest, which I had no idea what this was, but that's cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Yeah, it's different, right? So it's new. It's not some stupid Frankenstein thing or whatever. Yeah, right? so I'm definitely down with that one. Next is Skeletones. <laughs> these lively musicians and singers leaves nothing. They these typos in there. Singers leaves nothing but bones on. El Terto de San Marco, located in San Marco, Italy. Take a break from the scares with the spooky ensemble. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just going to be some music. That's interesting. All right, then Jack is back. <laughs> the popular disco dance celebration returns to Ireland Village with pumpkins, scarecrows, and Hallow Scream's leading character, Jack. So this one, we did see the opening. This one's weird. I, I got to tell you, it comes out and he's like, I, I chose, I'm, I'm back, and I chose Killarney, which is the Killarney Village. That's where they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take this place over. I own it now. You're all doomed. Now you're all victims, and I command you all to 
party and they start dancing it's like oh what the heck <laughs> it was so weird like it was going so good and then he get they turn into this weird you know oh you're doomed you're doomed you're doomed but now he's commanding everyone to like have fun and dance like oh lord <laughs> and then basically they just had people on stilts uh some dancers and just uh you know music just hit top hits or whatever and they were dancing around it's just... okay, i'm sorry that's kind of fun <laughs> that's funny it was I, just silly that, like, ah. they it touches my sense of humor a bit right <laughs> it was dumb. you'd like this yeah i think you'd be all like, you'd be like yeah like oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah i wanted that, him to doom everyone to fire and brimstone or something no he's, he's, he's doomed him to party <laughs> Well, I mean, you're going to find out they're serving Bud Light. <laughs> that's, that's where the real kicker comes in. Yeah, like son of a gun. Yeah, so, uh, Ian, do you have any thoughts about the show? Oh, I'm not a fan of the show at all. Oh, not a fan at all. Mom wasn't either. I like Jack. I like I his like... character. I like him coming out, and he's talking. He's up on top, like, in a balcony, and they had smoke effects, and he was, like, you know, doing his, whoa, you know, talking, and... I can't think of a time other than when I was really young that Jack isn't just some corny Irish guy. That's <laughs> all he is now. Yeah, no, that's what he is. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever when he said that you have the right to party and I was like, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And then the fight for your right to party by Beastie Boys start playing. <laughs> I, I just, I was oh my God, that's so awesome. I was just like, what? What is this? Yeah, like what happened? What? The start off so good. Right. Oh, the turn oh, made a hard shit. left. I mean, you open a Halloween show with the Beastie Boys. This can't possibly get cheesier. It's so great. Oh my lord, yeah. Oh, oh what was that? What was that one? Uh, Kickstart my heart. Oh my lord, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, it's so odd. Yeah, I was like, Oof, this... and they shut down like you. There's so much traffic from it. Oh, that place, yeah, they, they totally blocked the, the walkway in Ireland. Like, yeah. You have to go back and through the the one um, theater to get around it. Yeah, it, it's, it creates quite the uh, the hassle to get around it. But, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's there. So it, Jack is back. <laughs> and then the last show is Monster Stomp on Ripper Row. This modern rock and rhythm spectacular features Jack the Ripper like you've never seen him before. Electrifying percussion, dynamic dance, and sensational singing return to Globe Theater stage in a pulse-pounding review. Monster Stomp on Ripper Road opens October 1st. So it wasn't open yet. But, I'm uh, assuming it's going to be the same show as previous yeah, years. Yes, the knives and they do the... Yeah. And I noticed, uh, I think I saw on somebody on Twitter that... SeaWorld, Hello Scream, they have the same show. They oh, showed, yeah? they showed nice. the guys doing the thing. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, those are the shows. Like I said, we only saw the one, uh, but we are going to definitely go back to see the others. <laughs> Ian, do you have anything to say about the shows before we move on? It's just sad. Jack is back. Jack back. Uh, no is back. Yeah. <laughs> that is strange. Yeah. I, I did like Fiends because that was, yeah, a strange one. But, what are you going to do? All right, Lyle. Sad. Talk about the terror Tories. So before we get into the territories, the the official territories, the Wolf Valley, you know Wolf Valley, Joanna, you walk up mm-hmm. near the Wolf. You know. yep. So they did have, I think they turned it into an unofficially, I don't think I ever saw this anywhere, but Werewolf Valley. So they had werewolves like in the trees. And they had chainsaw people running around that area with chainsaws going around. So mm-hmm. that was cool. No, they've always done that, right? There's always been werewolves in the trees. Maybe werewolves, but never. I never saw chainsaw people. That I, that's a new thing. Well, the then they used to have like a roaming band of chainsaw people that would just 
get you anywhere in the park. Oh, actually, is that what that is? That's yeah, what I thought it was. Oh, you know what? You might be right. You might be right because they do have roaming stuff. And maybe when we walk through, they're just roaming in that section. When we went through again, mm-hmm. that they, weren't area, there? they weren't there. Okay. Okay. Those are roamers. My bad. My bad. Okay. So Werewolf Valley, uh, th- those people were roaming. So yeah, don't, don't expect those chainsaw people to be there. Always expect the chainsaw people. Always. They will be wherever you are. <laughs> but the great thing about the chainsaw people were, so some of them had chainsaws and some of them had regular saws, like hand saws. They wanted to walk around. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, th- I thought was absolutely hysterical. This is so great. There's nothing intimidating. Like, you, like a chainsaw, that loud. That's what gets you scared. A, cha- a regular saw, there's nothing. Like, okay, what, what is that? <laughs> I see one guy with hedge trimmers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was funny. I, I, I like the fact that they had people just walking around with regular socks. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I love it. Oh, so good. That cracked me up. Uh, so that's, <laughs> All right, let's talk about the territories. Let's begin with Hexed Hollow. This is in the Rheinfeld village. This village and all who travel through it are cursed by an ancient magic. Dark magics flow freely in the hollow, and nothing is ever going to be the same. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the one uh, Yeah, that leads you up to get to Germany. Uh, yeah, they had some masked people in there. It's okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't know the theming. Like, and that doesn't really help you <laughs> with theming. But yeah, that's that. Then you have the meat market. This is in New France. Fresh meat? The... De, de, whoa, what is this word? I should pre-read these. The denizens? Denizen. Is it, what is that? You don't know what a denizen is? Nope. Heard that? I've never heard of denizen. What's the definition of denizen? It's like the occupants, citizen? yeah, like the denizens of the deep or the weird fish with the things on their head and stuff. Okay, well, there you go. The, I mean, we can look up the exact definition. No, that's I mean, cool. there might that's, be something. It's a real uh, word, though. Okay. The denizens of this devious dwelling are serving up delectable delicacy, delicatessen and gorging on human or divor- <laughs> hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> it's hard to say that word right when you're reading it. <laughs> <laughs> Horror divorce. <laughs> yeah, so that's fresh market. Yeah, meat market, uh, very good. And again, these scare zones. Now, the the previous mention Hex Hollow, they they had. I mean, it's a very small area, but they probably had like three or four people in there. But these other ones, ton of people in them, like ton of characters all doing stuff. So I I can't say enough I about just, these areas. Very, I don't know. Just the, the delicatessen just doesn't sound scary. <laughs> well, they had like human body parts up like again if you actually watch our video <laughs> you will see how spooky the meat market no it's not neat just the, the choice of yeah wording delicatessen yes <laughs> <laughs> well they're using d's a lot of d's there so they're trying to think of a word so. that replaced the vikings yeah or the, the wendigo one wendigo that was wendigo yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm not a fan of that replacement oh, that's over there by the trapper smokehouse area yep yeah you can't uh, I like the fact that they have a bunch of people. Yeah, it was weird though because the that monster that they have, it's not it's not around this. And year. they also remember they had the helicopter oh. effect. Yeah, that's yep. gone. Yep. So and they replaced it with just oh meat, meat market. Eh, that's fine. Meat. Yeah. 
don't know. I like that area in the past. So that was always used to be the best. Yeah, that was my favorite. Well, that that uh, Ripper, Ripper Row, which we'll get to in a second, but those two. Well, were Ripper always Row is always a classic. Yes, right? you yeah. walk in, it's just they there. better never get rid of Ripper Row. <laughs> it should never go away. Yeah, yeah, no. They, they, if they get rid of that, I'm, I will be upset. But yeah, that always that one in the back we were talking about has always been my favorite, no matter what they do in it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a good one, and it's still good. It's just more yeah, loosely they, like just cannibal mm-hmm. or cutting up humans, but it's good. Mm-hmm. All right, then next is Garden of the Souls. This is in Italy. A ghastly transformation has taken place in the gardens where the graves of the deceased carry a dark secret and grieving spirits wander freely. Now, this one's very good. I like this one, too. This was uh, in Italy where you have like, all the kids' rides and they have uh, Da Vinci's Cradle, that area. They just have a bunch of like kind of cool looking people walking around Ooh, a bunch uh there was like three people no there's at least six I count. well watch our video i when we walk through i bet you i can point out six different characters oh all right let's we'll see about that well watch the video <laughs> so yeah this is a good one i like this one and then last but not least for sure is ripper row this is in england don't wander the streets of Whitechapel after dark. You never know who you might run into. Murder, mayhem, and mistaken identities abound in the back alleys of this England English town. So yeah, this is a, this is one of my favorites. I, I really enjoy this one every time. They got the you know the sirens and Jack the Ripper running around. I mean, just it's so good. I I could literally just spend like I could grab some food and just hang out here for like an hour and just enjoy the ambience of it it's i love it that much so ripper row fan favorite uh definitely check that one out now the interesting thing about ripper row though is that's at the very entrance of the park so when you walk into the park unless you're going strictly for hello scream you're going to mi- basically miss it and you don't really get to enjoy it until you're on your way out of the park when you're leaving in the night it's not one that i get to spend as much time as i like in now once monster stomp opens back up and, you know, if we go into the park and we mess around and then we come back for Monster Stomp, that would be nice. Because then when we got a Monster Stomp, then we can hang out Ripper Row a little bit longer and not you know, want to be leaving the park at the time. So, yeah. Ripper I really Row. like the actors in there. Oh, they're wonderful. At least because yeah. when we were leaving, there was these two actors talking to each other. One of them was like leaning against the wall. Yeah, at the corner. Off. Yeah, in the corner. Yeah, it's like a cop and just like like, like a quote unquote citizen. They were talking about the events of you know, going on that night or something. Yeah, and they're, really they're just cool. having like, and they're, you know, of course they're English, you know, they get the accents. And it's like, it was just wonderful. Yeah, it's just so, yeah, it's so much fun. I love it. Love that area. So those are the territories. Now, let's talk about houses. Well, there's five of them. We'll go through uh, the first two that are from the previous, and then we'll talk about the three new ones, okay? So let's begin with Circo Sinistro. That is not a miscue. Aww. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> it says, what lies within the mysterious billowing tents of Circo Sinistro? Find out if you dare. So they had a pre-show. They got rid of that. They had extra rooms. They got rid of those. Now, I'm not a big fan of this house anyway, so making it shorter to me isn't that big of a deal because it's just, it's, it's, it's spent. It's old. It's, it's, it's you know, it's outdated. They need to bring fresh blood back there or somewhere else. They had a roulette room, which was always an interesting concept where you walk into this one tent and you go left or right. 
Mm-hmm. And depending on which way you went, some different things happened. Not that much different, but just any ver- variety is good. Uh, we walked in the room. It's called the roulette room still. We walked in and there is a character standing on the left side instructing you to go right. So it's no longer an option. I and mean, that could be only tonight. Maybe tonight. Or yeah, not tonight. But maybe that night that something happened where they couldn't let people in or something. And maybe in the future you will be able to choose. But when we went through it, you had no option. You had to go right. So then the whole the name of that tent doesn't make any sense anymore. It's no longer a roulette. Now it's just a path that you take. So it's very odd. They had one, uh, a tent called snake woman. So we're walking through it. I never saw a snake. However, Trish said she saw one snake. And then there was a woman at the end who wasn't a snake, but she was just a woman standing there. I, I don't know what the, it, it was, it was a snake comma woman <laughs> or is it snake woman? I, I it, there was no snake woman in the house, but there was a snake and a woman and a woman a snake and a woman. I, I, I don't know. I, it, the house to me is just, and then they, they have a jumper guy, right? Who jumps on the, mm-hmm. the brown, the jumps on you. you can see him clearly. Like there's no, there's no facade or anything blocking him. You see him standing there. So like the jump effect is missing. Like it's not, you don't get that anymore. But I mean, the house has been here for 20 years. So I mean, everyone knows it's there anyway. So I guess <laughs> why, why put up the illusion? Like, you know, one knows. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. The house to me, this is the only house that I walked out of. Like, yeah, this, this house has got to go. So Bush Garden seems to always have one where they just quit trying. Remember a couple years ago, it was deadline. <laughs> there was like two people on the entire thing. Uh, they just went, eh, yeah, yeah, we just don't have the heart for this yeah, anymore. No, yeah. Yeah. No, th- this one, it's, it's, it's got to go. I mean, it's just awful. If it comes back next year, I'll go once to see if they, what, what they removed or how they screwed it up some more, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's old. It's, it's dated. They threw a DJ in front to try to give it a little bit extra life, uh, which it did, I guess. Uh, but yeah, just no bueno. Ian, what do you have to say about Circo Sinistro? <laughs> <laughs> this is disappointing. Yes. I, I enjoyed that house. Well, the first couple of years, yeah. And it just got worse and worse. I've always liked outdoor houses because I feel like they're more atmospheric. Then they just completely ruined it, and it was just terrible. And I was just like, "Oh wow, this is just like, this yeah. is bad." Yeah, it, it's uh, yeah, it's got to go. Please, Bush Gardens, get rid of that one. Bring something new in, and uh, we will love you forever. All right, the next house is Dystopia. Will you submit to the new dystopian world order? You may not have a choice. All right, so this one uh, is very good. I, I Again, this is from oh. previous years. This one is where Pompeii is. It's the in, inner workings of Pompeii. And again, this one is a, a good example of how they've stepped up this year with the number of characters. So you walk out of the house at the very end, and there is maybe a six-yard, <laughs> not even, maybe ten, uh, maybe, maybe a ten-yard walkway from the back of the building to the path. They had three characters stationed in that section alone. I mean, it's a very oh, nice. small section Af- after the house, mind you. The house technically is over. You walk out of the building mm-hmm. and you're walking to get to the path. Mm-hmm. They had two people covered in, um, you know, the netting that looks like mm-hmm. grass, like inside, like just on the other side of the fence, just grrr, and they had one person walking around. I mean, in years oh, nice. past, you wouldn't have anything back there. <laughs> let, you wouldn't have anybody in the house, let alone on the outside. So, yeah, I I was highly impressed with the number of people they had in that house. 
I think it's a definitely a step up uh, of last year, uh, but it is essentially the same thing as you know years past. So it's still a good house. I, I enjoy it. You know, it, it, this is what replaced that that deadline. Yeah. Of, so anything uh, to help that one out. Uh, it was uh, much appreciated. Ian, what do you have to say about dystopia? Uh, well, <laughs> this house had something in it that I noticed in some of the other houses. I think throughout the night, I saw maybe five or six uh, actors throughout the <laughs> houses who were just in normal clothes with no makeup or anything, and they just looked like I just I just stopped in the house, and now I'm working as a scare actor. Yeah, no, no. I, I first noticed that in our very first house we did, which I'll talk about uh, next, the Killarney Diner. A lady was standing in the corner, and it looked it literally, it legitimately looked like she, and this is a middle-aged lady, she legitimately looked like she like lost her, her family, and she was waiting for people to show up, like to catch up with her. Then she yelled, you must leave this house! <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, maybe that's part of it. Maybe that's part of the, like, like make them look like they're just you know, part of the, you know, uh, a visitor. And then she screams, you know, you must leave. And that's the whole, gi- they, that's the gimmick, you know, like that's how they get you. Maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> it was, I, thought, I thought it was very odd. <laughs> Even then, I feel like they, they could put some makeup on to dirty them up for to like distinguish their character more than just. <laughs> well, I mean, but if, if the whole thing is to try to trick you into thinking that they are, you know, just a visitor like you, then they couldn't be. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think we're giving Bush Gardens too much credit right now. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> these theories. I just ran out of budget for a new uh, uniform. Well, I, you know what? The fact Here, that just they had, put on this fanny pack and hold the GoPro. The fact that they had that many characters working in that event, I will, I'll forgive them for it. All I have to say is, after all the media was gone and we went and did a house later in the night, a lot <laughs> of the staff had disappeared. Yeah. Well, so yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> All right, next, let's talk about Killarney Diner. What say, Daddy-O? Well, what is this? <laughs> I really should read these. What say, Daddy-O? Word around town is that something landed in the forest right behind our favorite sock hop. <laughs> wow. Will you really make it bad. through your meal before becoming the flavor of tomorrow's blue plate special? <laughs> wow. So this one, uh, this is the first one we did. This is in Ireland. It's some backstage area. Uh, very good. I really enjoy this one. This is the one that, like, the first like quarter didn't have that too much going on, but then it really picked up in the later end of it. And they had, to, and they had to, like, um, you go through the kitchen of the diner. Yeah, the first part. Where are you at? Maybe the loading dock. I don't even know where we're at during like any of that house, other than when you're in, like the main. Yeah, you're like, you're like in the loading dock or something at first, which was kind of just like, okay, this looks like every other house that you go through in a haunted house. But then you go through the kitchen and they had people like, you know, with cooking up body parts and stuff. And then you go to the diner and the diner had a full scene of like patrons and ghouls and like, and they had like a ton of people, like a ton of people in that scene. And I've noticed this in multiple houses that night the most i enjoyed any scene is when there was a ton of people in it and a ton of stuff going on and i could see like i just like it, the whole, like it felt like you were in the middle like when you walk into a scene and there's one character and he goes boo like okay okay good enough thank you buddy i might focus your focus on that one thing because that's all that matters because nothing else is but when you have people to your left and your right and things are going on and different people are talking is very like it's it's like wow what's go it's engaging like okay what's going on and if you feel like you're in the middle of something so 
They had the diner scene. They had guests who were being chopped up or something and the killer. Then, yeah, it was really well done. I thought it was very, very good. I, I highly enjoyed it. And is this the one when you walked out? No, no, that was that was dystopia, right? When you walked out the very end, they had that big puppet come at you. Yeah. I think that was dystopia, which is really cool. But yeah, they also have two people out front where the queue is to entertain. They built a gas station, like a facade of a gas station to look like you, like the diner entrance in the gas station. And they had actually gas pumps set up. So, I mean, they did some work. And oh, sweet. to further to further say that this house is going to be here 20 years from now, we're going to say the same thing about, like we do say about Circo. Like, oh, come on, man. We got to get rid of Kilnarty Diner. <laughs> they have the most wonderful signage for this house. Like at night, it glows. And of course, it's diner. So the I and E, the the no, no, the I stays, right? The N and the R. The N and R. Yeah, they blink off. Those die. Yeah. I'm like, wait, that's not right. Yeah, the N and the R blink, so it's, you know, die. Oh, nice. But it's a very, you know, you could tell they spent, this is not a one and done house. Well, I mean, none of their houses are ever one and done, but this house is going to be around until we have to kick it out the door. <laughs> At some point, we're going to be like, oh my God, please stop. The diner will have nobody in it. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be awful, you know. But right now, it's definitely working on all cylinders. It's so good. So good. Just like dystopia, I think this house is just okay. Overall, my view on this event was a lot. I I could tell uh, less eccentric than you guys is or yours is. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. All right. Well, there you go. Well, maybe you'll have higher hopes for Nevermore. <laughs> An unearthly plague ravages the land. You cry out for help. And the nobility turns a deaf ear. You perish in the streets, and the nobility turns a blind eye. You are reborn, and the nobility is silent forevermore. Welcome to the gothic nightmare of Prospero, a lost heir to the House of Usher, inspired by the works of Edgar Allan Poe. So this is in the Dark Castle building. Uh, This is good. This is better than the Frost bite thing they had before feels like a frostbite reskin uh no i mean they got the ravens and they're walking around and uh, i thought it was good i liked it i they had a bunch of people like i said i think this is the one also where they made you change your path is this the house no that was dystopia uh dystopia you're walking through like i was walking i led the way and there's a character standing standing there and there's two ways to go and basically i walked one he tricked me to go one way and then he blocked and told the rest of like trish and everyone else to go the other way and then, but I mean, it was like literally like one little mm-hmm. turn and then we caught back up together. So it was not that big of a deal, but it was interesting. Uh, anything different is good. But uh, so this one, yeah, this one, uh, I don't have much to say about it. Again, a bunch of people, good stuff. I liked it. Ian, <laughs> what say you? Uh, I think my issue with a lot of Hello Screams houses are the set designs. They just feel lifeless. <clears throat> I think, well, yeah, no, I mean, the yeah. only example, like for this house, there's one good example of something I really liked. It's the room with the pendulums, with the giant. Yes, they had pendulums. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. For the rest of where it's just like stone walls. Well, yeah, you can tell these events. This this event is budget. As far as when they when they spend their budget money, it's more on entertainment as far as you know shows and stuff, and not so much on the facades or the the houses. I mean, they do spend some money. I mean, the diner they. They spent pretty penny getting that. The diner was good, yeah. Yeah, so 
Yeah, I don't know. It's hard because especially whenever you compare this to like Kings of Minions Hunt, where they have like Blood on the Bayou. Yeah. Where their sets are really good. Yeah, that, that set's phenomenal. And it's weird because they do keep these houses. So you think they would invest in the sets a little bit more. Yeah. Because it's not like it's a one and done. Like Universal. Like you got to just, just, you have to give them all the props in the world that they're building these you know, elaborate houses and they're not coming back. They're getting nope. ripped apart. Now, again, they're going to reuse a bunch of the stuff, but they're, they're doing elaborate stuff and it's gone. Yeah. And again, Universal has how many more people going through it? <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, the, the budget wise, it, the, honestly, Universal might be spending less as a percentage of income than Bush Gardens. Oh, yeah. I can't believe you're defending Bush Gardens against Universal right now. This is <laughs> very. Very strange. Well, no, I mean, they just can't compete, right? I mean, you got yeah. Universal Studios, and then you're like SeaWorld Parks. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, their budgets are vastly different. But yeah. But okay, Kings Dominion is a good example, though, yeah. where they they do they're mm-hmm. the same, and I think they do spend a little bit more to. Well, let's think about this. Does Kings Dominion have to not like any of their houses? Do they have to break it down? Bush Gardens really doesn't either, though, right? Is there any house that they have to actually eliminate? Like, I don't think so. Like, this year, they have five houses. At the end of the event, do they have to rip any of them down? I don't think they do. I don't think so either. No, I mean, obviously, the, the woods And the circus tents. No, they keep that crap up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the woods one, they'll have to... I mean, because it's in the woods. And it'll just get weathered, and they have to rip that part at least to some degree or, or cover it up or do something. I mean, yeah. They don't even have that much structure. So there really, yeah, there, there really though, isn't. So. Yeah. So, okay. I was going to say Kings Dominion, they're more permanent structures, but Bush Gardens, I, two of them are outside. So you don't want to spend a ton of money and then have them weathered. I think they have to take apart the dark castle one. Oh, cause they have Christmas, a Christmas event. No, no. Yeah. Unless they're using a separate. No, they're not. No, it's I'm, the same. I, I think yeah. it's the same way. Yeah. 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 So yeah. They do have to rip it down. So maybe that's part of it, too. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. And the last house of the evening. Another new one for this year. Witch of the Woods. Legend tells of the old Witch of the Woods, who descended upon the ancient village and wreaked havoc. Nobody alive has seen her. But if you're brave enough to travel the woods at night, it's said that you can hear her chanting and crying out to the skies. Those who give into her control become her disciples, and those who don't inevitably meet the same fate. But this is only a story, right? <laughs> Witch of the Woods. Yeah, so this replaced the... Lumber... Lumber hacks from years past. Yeah, this we went. This is the only house we did twice. So we did this uh, before dark, and we did it post dark. <laughs> and when we did it before dark, again another house just just stacked with people. Just characters, characters throughout the entire thing. I mean, just every corner, you, you you literally had them stumbling upon each other. That's how many characters there were. We did it later in the night, and <laughs> it was definitely less people in that house. And it wasn't even like we went back really late. It was like 8 o'clock. Yes, it was after the sun went down. So most of the media, quote unquote, with their cameras who were walking through, probably were done recording. And yeah, they <laughs> there's less people. That's weird. That makes sense, right? I mean, you, so there were media. Like there were people who were going cutting yeah. to the front of the line with good cam, like huge camera gear. And they were going through being allowed to record the houses. So at the beginning of the event... 
you would think, okay, well, let's stack it up. That way, when people put this stuff out on social media, it's going to look like we have a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Then once they're done, my question is, okay, so what, what are these people doing then? Like, they have to hire yeah, where them, where did right? they get them from and where did they send them to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you right? can't I mean, just hire them. No one serving food for like temp? three hours? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, you have to, maybe, maybe they put both shifts in, you know, they, they have different shifts, like different nights. Mm-hmm. But instead of like the first couple hours, they have everybody working like both shifts. And then every other night they have like shift one or shift two or something to that effect. I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like they were really heavily staffed uh, early on, which was fantastic. So the key will be when we go back, is it going back to Baron characters <laughs> or is it going to, are they going to have decent people in this house? Now they have less houses, so they have more ability to you know spread those people across evenly. I'm hoping that helps. I'm hoping that we go back mm-hmm. and the house still have people. Now I don't expect them to have as many as they started out with. I mean, they literally the one room. I don't know what. I don't even know what house it was. They had like three people dressed up like in like old garb, like like big dresses with like white robes or whatever. I don't even know what. It was very small, and there was three of them. Two would have sufficed. Like you could you could have done one. Two would have been just as equally as good. But they had three people in this room, which was amazing. Like it was the size of a typical bathroom. So. I mean, they, they had a ton of staff early on, and it was great. I just wonder what it's going to be like, you know, <laughs> next weekend and the weekend after. So we'll have to wait and see. We will be back. We will definitely uh, do more another video. Oh, the, the Witch of the Woods, that one, is yeah. it? Because I remember Lumberhack yep. was better when there was a little bit of light because you could actually see all the theming and stuff. With this new one, did they light up the theming enough that you knew what was going on or I agree. Uh, I, I mentioned this in the video. The first time we went around, I saw so much more detail. The second time it's just hard to see cause it's dark, you know? So you can't mm-hmm. see the little things. So they didn't put in enough ambient light to be able to notice the well, stuff I mean, to, sh- to notice everything. You'd have to have a lot of light and then you kind of ruin mm-hmm. the whole effect of the, you know, being in the woods. So you really can't. So, I, mean, I appreciate the fact that they designed it enough to be walked through in the light. So if you're walking through a light, it's not just barren and just like, oh my God, what's going on? It's definitely a different experience at night, but you it, don't get to see as much. It's not like pitch black. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty well lit, I'd say. Yeah, for most, I mean, you can yeah, see Yeah, you're not going to see every detail, but like it's, it's pretty decently lit. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, Ian, do you want to talk about the sign at the end? Because I didn't notice both times we went through. I'll talk about the house and then the sign. Oh, right, go for it. Because this is my favorite house. All right. I really enjoyed it. All right. I think what really sold me was this is like such a small thing. There's a tree with just faces morphed onto it. Oh, yeah. Uh, That was really cool. Mm. It looks really well. They did a really good job. Yeah, I took a picture. It's in the the video. Oh, yeah. You check out the video. Yeah. It's already up. It's in a browser window waiting to be watched after (laughs) this. So. (laughs) I don't understand this because whenever you exit the house, there's a sign. It says, which of the woods exit? And the arrow points to the left. But then there's a fence there and a guy standing there telling you to go the other way. <laughs> it's just like, why do you, why, why do you even have the sign up then? We confuse you. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> oh, it's given him something to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, everyone go the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, it's very well done. I I enjoyed that one. Um, uh, but you know, for me. I would walk through that door in day or night. It, I, like, I don't have a preference. Like, Ian, so you, you prefer at night? No, I don't care. I, oh, okay. I don't think I was good. I think I think walking through it during the day was cooler. Just because you could see there's a lot of cool masks. Yes. In there. You can see the details on them. And they did throw a bunch of props in there. Like they have the place where the witch is doing the sacrifice. And that's another one where 
the first time we went through, there was so much going on. They had the witch sacrificing some person. They had another person, somebody in a cage, locked in a cage with someone like antagonizing her. And then somebody else like, you might run away, run away. And there's a lot of going on in that scene. And we walked back later. It was like half the people were there and it's still fine. But like, yeah, just those scenes, you just, you just miss some of the little things, but I liked it. Yeah. It just seemed more creative to me. They were, they were doing more interesting things. Yes. And on a, a night that has a full moon or a beautiful moon, walking back to that house is just wonderful. Cause you're back, you know, you got the mountain, you're away from the park. It's almost like you're in one of these local haunts where you're in the woods or whatever. You're just walking along this dirt path. You get to this house, and it's and if it's nice and cool, like a nice autumn night, oh my lord, you can't ask for anything better than that. Very good house. Now, were you allowed to take your cameras in? You said there's a lot of a lot of people were. Is it yeah generally banned for most guests though? I mean, how can they tell? I don't know. I don't know because Nevermore, the dude in front of us, taking he, pictures of everybody. He didn't seem like he had any sort of special. No, he didn't have anything. like some of them had like a a Bush Gardens representative with them. Mm. And they were like getting them to lead to the, like they were going to the front of the line and going through. Um, gotcha. This guy in front of us didn't have that. He walked the regular line and he, he, he would like to the point where he would stop the line and he'd take multiple pictures. Like we were behind him. We had to wait and then he'd go take more. Like, yeah. So, and they didn't say anything to him. Like the, they were like characters for him and stuff. They pose for him and everything. So I, I don't know. I, I yeah. I don't, mm. Again, I don't know if it's a function of being opening night and the characters know there's media and they don't really know who's who, so they're just letting everybody do whatever they want. It's a Wild West. Or is this a new trend where you're all doing it? I don't know. Because I'm starting to think, you know, because especially that in the woods and things like that, with the theming all around, yeah. your 3D camera would be awesome. Uh, your 360? Yeah. yeah, 360 camera. Because that's the one thing frustrating in watching a video of someone in a haunted house, because I want to look left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the <laughs> camera's always that. not looking where I want it to. Yeah. I think 360 camera would be really cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Unfortunately, with the limitations of 360 now, you can't, you know, it's like 1080 or 4, but it's over 360, so it's a lot less. You know, the, the <laughs> pixels are a lot less, even though it's high def, quote unquote. So I've never been happy with the resolution. Once it gets higher, then yeah, maybe I'll get back into that game. Until then, you'll have to just bear with where I point the camera. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's that one house it was at King's Dominion a couple of years it was completely dark and they give someone the flashlight. Yes. That's the and epitome. you took the light for our group and yep. you never pointed it to the right spot. It was <laughs> I mean it really helped me enjoy the house more because everything was so much more right because it's like <laughs> I, I just pointed look it, there and I, I just can't. pointed it under my chin and was going Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> pointing it up in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord, yeah. So yeah, that's so overall the event, I think this is the best Hello Scream event they've had in years. Now, this nice. is mind you, this is opening night with this the house is staffed up, uh, everything running on and me not going to a Hello Scream event in 2 years. So, we'll see when we go back. But 2019, you know, yeah, they had more houses, less staffed. They felt shallow, but and also another thing, the lines were non-existent. If you watch the video, until we went back for the second run of uh, <laughs> Witch of the Woods, there was like maybe a five minute wait total to get in any of the houses the whole night. We did all the houses in like an hour 30. Yeah. It was wow. Incre- it was crazy. I'm like, where's, what's everybody doing? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. I was, I was on Twitter and it was kind of like a tale of two events, right? Cause there's <laughs> your feed and you guys yeah. are loving it. Yeah. And then BGW fans was just like trash in the place. 
<laughs> I'm like, I just can't wait for the podcast. I got to yeah. see it. I want to watch these videos and find out the difference. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, holy cow, this is like two totally different experiences oh, at the yeah. same event. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can just tell you from my perspective uh, and my experience in the past with Hell Scream. Mm-hmm. I much prefer this. I, I I'd rather have less houses with more characters spread across them than more houses with less. Oh, nice. Because I mean, you still wait. You're gonna wait for more houses anyway. And there's nothing more discour- dis- discouraging than you know waiting in a house and then walking through it and just basically be a shell. And then having so, nothing be there. Yeah, yeah. It's like, God, why do I wait for all this for this? Yeah. So give me last. I still yeah. miss that. Those are the first year I went. They had the you know that big field behind the fest house. Yes. Yeah. And they had the three houses yeah, in a row. So you had one back. line and you got yep. three houses. That was wonderful. Yep. They had Best experience. And, I mean, uh, ever. I mean. What was it? Vampires? Yeah, it was bitten. And then the pig thing with all the pig heads. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. That was wonderful. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a great setup right there. And then there were people in the bushes outside the thing. And I mean, they attack you after you left. I mean, all of it It was like. Yeah. Yeah. That was some of the best right there. That was my first year at Hollow Scream. And so I've just been waiting for that to happen again at any point. They they have that show building in the back on the right of the Festa house that they've had in the past. They've a house mm-hmm. there. Why would they have a house there? Where? Uh, right next to where they had the corn maze. That was also Dark Castle. Was it? Yeah. Wow. That's Dark Castle? Yeah, they fit two houses in the Dark Castle. Oh, shoot. Like, hmm. that back area. Oh, alright. That's the back end of Dark Castle. Hmm. I don't think I ever noticed that. Alright. But anyway, yeah, I thought the event was very well done. Uh, very happy. I look forward to going back, checking out the shows, going through the houses again. Uh, Circa will not be one of them. And uh, we also did ride some rides. We rode uh, Verbolton, and we rode Paul's Chariot. How long was Verbolton down? Uh, not long. How long? Uh, five minutes since we got in line. It was that probably long? like 10. Maybe 10. And then, yeah, everyone left. So, I mean, we got on pretty okay. quickly. Yeah, because I saw that picture you tweeted. Everyone's just kind of sitting down in yeah, the queue. Yeah, it's chillaxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, then uh, Paul's Chariot. We were walking to Paul's Chariot, going through the queue, and people were like leaving. And we're like, oh, this is not a good sign. It's here. So we vomited. <laughs> so they had to stop it, hose it off, then run it. So uh, Alexis and Abby were in the one car, and then we were in the car ahead of them. And the person who vomited were, was in the car behind them. Because you could see, you mm-hmm. couldn't tell from the cars, but you could tell by the the uh, the station where they sprayed the vomit off. <laughs> yeah, jeez, that's awful. But yeah, good time. It was nice and cool. It was a cool evening. Uh, oh yeah, it felt like a you know an autumn Hello Scream event. So so good. Very happy. But uh, yeah, you have any questions regarding this event? Um, well, I think I think you know the questions you recommend. I, I'm assuming it's a very uh, exuberant yes. Oh yes, I would. Oh yes, so much so. It Howl Scream is back. You got a Halloween oh, event nice. that's good. Uh, I think it's better than ever. So, uh, so we'll have to see what kind of uh, extra passes we have. Yeah, yeah, maybe we can get uh, get you to go on a free pass with us so you can check it out yourself. And then you'll have the right to fight to party. The party, yeah, because we almost renewed and then the price just didn't quite work for us. So we're like, oh. So I am very excited uh, to have uh, to be back to the vacation scares section of this podcast. Uh, so we have so much stuff coming up. We have HHN, of course, in uh, what, two weekends? Uh, SeaWorld Hello Scream also in two weekends. King's Dominion the weekend after yes, that. Yeah. 
then Six Flags Great Adventure. I think we're still planning uh, the weekend of what October 10th, I believe that weekend. Is that when the in? I think that's when we decided we we're yep. going to do that. Yep, the 9th and 10th. So yeah, we have that going on. Also possible there's a, a Hampton uh, or what is that? Some horror con or horror something. con or something. I think that's coming up next weekend. We might go down there for a day. So yeah, so much Halloween stuff coming. Uh, and oh, I love it. Love it. And not you know what the greatest thing about having Halloween stuff going on? Right after you finish the Halloween stuff, you roll right into Christmas stuff. It's Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's definitely the best time to be alive. Like if I had to like go into like a, a, a permafrost or some type of sleep, like hibernation, definitely January through June, you know, even if it does include my birthday, that's fine. Put me down. Just wake me up September 1st. Get me through the new year. Uh, that's when I want to be alive. <laughs> that's, that's just the greatest time, man. I love it. So I, yeah, we're in the peak of just uh, oh, a great time of the year to be uh, going to parks and doing anything. Cause Oh man, so much stuff going on. Love it. Uh, Ian, do you have anything to add before we wrap it up? I thought that the event overall was fine. It's like a five or a six <laughs> out of 10. Like, you know, it's just, it's mid. All right. Five I, I don't five, not recommend it, but I, I'm going to, you should wait until we go to our King's Dominion. So. Ian has just much higher expectations of things and people than we do. He has unrealistic expectations. I don't have unreal. I, yeah. King's Dominion meets my expectations. Mm. Well, they do things a little and differently. King's Dominion gets shunned by Cedar Fair way more than Bush Gardens and SeaWorld. Yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you do? All right, well, on that terrifying note, <laughs> let that close the casket door for this episode. So thanks to my wrecking crew for joining me. Oh. And until we scream again, Bush Gardens Williamsburg, bring down the axe on Circo Sinistero and make it the end and bring something new next year. And keep making memories. All you fear is here. And if you don't touch the characters, they will not touch you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it.